hopefully it's okay if I drink some uh, cerveza. Hey, but other uh, than that, we should be good. I'll tell you what, man. I, I got coffee here. <laughs> I got water. And uh, at some point, I might fall into the bourbon. We'll see. <laughs> I got some scotch. <laughs> so, we're good. Oh, yeah. This is uh, a triple IPA that is also um, aged in uh, bourbon barrels. Oh. Yeah, it's really good, but it is not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. we talk about booze for an hour. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, we can do whatever you want, man. Oh, very nice glass. I like it. I got it at the dollar store. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. I'll get for you. You can fake it nowadays, you know? Damn right you can. You can 3D print anything. Yeah. Well, except except crystal. I don't think that's even possible. Well, this is not a crystal <laughs> glass, I can tell you that, but I, it's it's the kind of glass that I don't mind people throwing around during a party. <laughs> Good day, peoples. Hey, when the show starts off with alcohol, you never know where that's going to go. But don't worry, we're not going to lose it. We're professionals. As they say, don't try this at home, folks. Hell, we don't even do it. (laughs) All right, enough with the fooling around. My next guest is Aaron Gert, also known as Smokey. Smokey is the repair manager for an American manufacturer called Blizzard Pro Lighting in Wisconsin. And his email signature also states that he prevents wildfires. Yeah. Well, I really don't see what I can add to that. See, that's what happens when passionate people full of humor are involved. Just be warned, though, this episode might get funky. But hey, that's what the Backstage Cowboys podcast is all about. We're not only exploring the backstage universe, but we're also going into the heads of those who make the infrastructure of the backstage. So sit back, have fun, and don't forget to share the hell out of this podcast. Okay, back to our chat with Smokey right after this. The Backstage Cowboys podcast is brought to you by AVL Media Group and Avolites, who make the best lighting consoles in the world. If you live in Canada, you now have access to the Avolites Academy online learning platform. The cost is $229, and that includes an editor Avo key delivered directly to your door. Head on over to BackstageCowboys.com and click on the Avolites Academy logo to get all the details. Now, if you don't live in Canada, well, that means you're in another country. So if you're in the United States, head on over to Avolites.us. Anywhere else in the world, just go directly to Avolites.com and you'll find all the resources available in your country. And now, let's get on with the show. Here is another episode of the Backstage Cowboys podcast. Lay down and boogie and play that funky music till you die. So let's, I don't know, let's get on with the show, I guess. Let's get it. <laughs> no worries. So, uh, Aaron. Yes. Smokey. <laughs> what should I yes. call you? <laughs> uh, you can call me either or. Um, Smokey makes more sense just because of my emails. <laughs> but other than that, I think more people in our local industry knows me as Smokey than Aaron. So we'll just go with Smokey. So where did that <laughs> name come from? Um, so a couple of years ago we were launching fireworks at work and uh just after lunch and whatever and so it just rained so like within so we're shooting off bottle rockets and one goes into like this like this green grass and so like i said it just rained so we didn't think it'd be a problem but i guess the water the ground was so dry it just sucked everything up and it left like a two or three inches of uh like dried grass Mm -hmm. and it just instantly caught fire and so we have like six to seven people standing outside just like watching this happen and like 
I hear crackling and I'm just like, is that a fire? That's a fire. And everyone's like, yeah, that can't be a fire. Uh, oh, that's smoke. And no one just, is everyone just standing there? So I just like ran over, grabbed the fire extinguisher, ran down there and just, you know, extinguished it. And then, uh, well, Smokey the Bear. And then it actually, yeah, that's how I got my nickname. But uh, in my signature, it's RMA, like um, coordinator manager. And then it says slash prevents forest fires. So I actually did earn that. Oh, oh, okay. So <laughs> there's some truth to that. <laughs> it is. Yes. It was like in the fire when I got to it, it came out pretty freaking quick. So we were getting up flames, maybe three, four feet. Hmm. So it would have burned really, really quick because it's all swamp in the area, but it would have, I, it, we don't like to think about that, right? Hmm. It prevented a little fire. So that's a good thing. We need a new fire extinguisher, though. Those things are not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well, you deserve that you know, that, that grade that you know that recognition. <laughs> so yeah, Smokey, fine. I'll, I'll definitely respect that. So you sent me some espresso maple syrup, something yes. I would have never imagined. I have it right here. Haven't opened the bottle yet because. You know, we, we we made a deal that I would try it live on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let me get my knife out because, <laughs> you know, it's late and not. Yeah. I, I, pro, I was programming all day mm-hmm. and, uh, and I don't do that much anymore. So it's for me, it's like a hell of a day. All right. What, what are you programming on? Uh, Avo Lights. Oh, nice. All right, cool. Yeah, we, uh, we're, we, we, um, we're the uh, distributors of Avo Lights in Canada. Yep, I'm a little bit familiar. Yeah, and a friend of mine was working on a, a show in a university, and the mm-hmm. uh, their board op got COVID at the last minute. Oh no! And they had nobody to uh, to program the show, and they were really really cut. So I said, "Okay, I uh, told you I wouldn't let you down." Uh, all right, let me take a day off and I'll go program your show. <laughs> cool. So, oh, yeah. So I got a shot glass here and I got the espresso um, maple syrup <laughs> and I got the bourbon in the other glass. And man, this is going to be a hell of a night. <laughs> yeah, it'll be up for a little bit. Cheers, man. Here it goes. Cheers. Mm. I wasn't expecting that. Mm. What do you mean? It's fucking yeah, good. Good thing or bad thing? Yeah, it's really <laughs> fucking good. Wow. Yeah, no, Stone Creek is fucking awesome. They Whoa. make my, the best type of coffee. And like I mix it in with my own syrup when I have like waffles in the morning because I typically I have this sour cream waffle recipe that is amazing. It tastes so freaking good. But yeah. Though that syrup is awesome, and wow. that's only like eight dollars, so it's really? not that much. But you can mix it in with like regular syrup because it's only that little guy is not that. It won't last you that long, you know. It's supposed mm-hmm. to like accent a little bit, a little bit of drizzle. Well, it's yeah. not. It's not that intense. It's just good. That's all it mm-hmm. is, man. It's good. Wow. Yeah, if you like coffee, you'll love it. Well, yeah. As you can see, I got my <laughs> coffee mug right next to my <laughs> bourbon glass <laughs> at, at eight p.m. Yep. I had to get myself awake before I start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the, how that kind of works out. But yeah, yeah, you're very, very welcome. If you guys want some more, I can absolutely go pick some up. I really appreciate that. I'll uh, I'll get you your no beer worries. first. <laughs> no worries. No, no rush. No rush. So um, I don't particularly have any um, structure. I'm licking the uh, the drop that fell on my keyboard here. Um, <laughs> I think I'll just ask you what what your job is right now, what you're doing. I know you're working at Blizzard Pro Lighting in uh, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'll let you explain what you do now, and then we'll work our way back or forward or upside down, whatever. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go with the flow. I'm content with that. So um, um, what what is it exactly yeah. that you do there? So um, I'm a... Jack of all trades, master of none. Most people who actually says Jack, like whoever says Jack of all trades, they always forget that half of the the actual quote. But um, so like um, at, well, but at Blizzard we wear many many hats. So like my job title and my main responsibility is our CRM manager. So basically working with 
um, consumers and customer questions, customer service stuff. Um, I authorize all of the repairs, all of the warranty items um, for um, for Blizzard. So if someone has to send something in for repair, trying to purchase parts, general questions, typically I'll be the one to facilitate, to organize, and to either answer them myself or pass along to the our not very knowledgeable technicians who know a lot more about programming than I do and um, anything of that nature of like troubleshooting and stuff. And then also um, lately I have like a very IT background. I went to school for networking IT and stuff like that. So um, we have been, we're like the nation, like I think the biggest distributor of Novastar processors. So they uh, processors are for, um, video wall. So mm-hmm. you being in the industry, you knew exactly what video wall is. So just giant modular TVs. And, um, so basically I have the expertise to like tr- help troubleshoot with those customers, flashing firmware, flashing, um, getting customized walls fitted appropriately. I've go on zoom calls, probably a couple once or twice a month, just trying to help troubleshoot, uh, those types of things. I, do handle all the intake and outtake for um, all all of our warranty products as well. So something comes in, I inspect it to make sure it's all good and it's not damaged in shipping and what have you there. And then after the technicians get into all of repairing it, receiving it for credit or whatever they need to do, they uh, give it back to me, I ship it out. And then I do small little like generic IT stuff like uh, now is why is my printer not working mm-hmm. or managing a couple of things there i do kind of level two stuff so if it, when we get uh like i've done security cameras i've done i do i do a lot of like this and that types of things because it's fun for me to like get exposed to everything and just continuously learn mm-hmm. so that's one of those things that's nice to be working in the entertainment industry, right? Is like the day, the same day is never the same. It's <laughs> always different and it's always refreshing that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. And, and you mm-hmm. guys are, uh, I'm, I can just imagine the ambience at blizzard, what it's like. I mean, just reading one of your instruction manual manuals, uh, <laughs> It's a little bit. It's a little bit wacky. Now, for those yeah. who have never uh, who have never purchased a Blizzard product, it comes with a manual, and the manual itself is uh, very entertaining, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> to the least. Yeah. So there's a lot of subtle jokes in there, and uh, a few a uh, few funny things, and so I I can just imagine, you know the ambience and, and what the rest of the mentality of the company is because um, as much as you guys are, are on the ball for, you know, for service and, and quality checks and all that, um, it, it just, it's just, it looks like a whole bunch of fun there. And no, nobody takes themselves seriously, I suppose. Right. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a good like thing like that. You know, it, there's always a good balance. You're absolutely right. If you thought our manuals were crazy, check out our YouTube. That's a interesting beast. Mm-hmm. It, there's a lot of funny videos and some of them a little bit cringy. Like a couple of years ago, we sang uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. And every single person at Blizzard had like a different um, line in the song and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I just remember like what I was doing for like the last three days. So Blizzard is like a very DIY kind of company for like random things. So like I like built like workshop tables in the wood shop. I've done um, engraving, wood burning. Hmm. Uh, we have a 3D printer at work too. So lately I've been, we got some new hires and they saw, I have a little like 3D printed uh, Groot uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and uh, I've been, they were like, oh my God, what is this? I'm like, oh yeah, I 3D printed. Oh, we have one of those here? Yeah, just need to buy the filament. So they bought, bought some filament and they're playing with it. And I've been help training them on how to use it. And like to this morning I finished my, uh, uh, one of their prints and I'm just like working on stuff. Hey, do you have time to do that? Like, uh, to help me out with this? Uh, can you look up a YouTube video and fix it up? Cause I am swamped <laughs> today was a busy day. So, and then yeah, naturally we have a lot of fun at blizzard. Like 
we have like we have like a couple dogs there. We uh, oh. started another TikTok. We have a, a two almost a two like a one in no yeah she's just turned one, a uh, one year old German Shepherd who's just a big old big old dumb dog. <laughs> she's good old sweetheart though. And then we have another dog Dory. She's like a Pomeranian little mix. She's the chillest dog ever. <laughs> no, like only barks when the sandhill cranes coming outside of the window. Yeah. <laughs> She's a cute little puppy. So those dogs, they live at the, at the company, or do they go home oh. with somebody? Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, yeah, no, they're the um, two. They have owners, and they just take them to work. So okay. they don't does not live at the company. But we like everyone. Every once in a while, we'll just catch themselves playing fetch with them, or you know, whatever. Just see one of them begging for while you're eating your lunch and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then that dog, um, Aya, the German Shepherd, she's strong. She is like, I get, she's like extremely determined too. So like, if you have like a toy, like a rope and you can literally spin in a circle and, and she like, until she like gets off of the ground, she's a, <laughs> she's a stubborn one for sure. But yeah. Right. Um, um, yeah. So, you know, if we move on to lighting fixtures, cause that's pretty much, uh, your main product right other than uh, you you got the video walls but you uh yep. those lighting structure uh, lighting fixtures um and, and mm. they're pretty impressive i mean you guys are always coming up with new ideas and and so everything is designed by by you guys in uh, mm. in wisconsin and uh i do believe that it's everything is made in china but it's it, mm. it's a manufacturer that that you guys deal with right um, so we have a couple of different vendors and, um, so we basically, um, look through considerable amount of catalogs and then we, we request samples and then we redesign it to our specifications. Mm -hmm. So like, um, you know, certain price points and what have you in that aspect. Um, and then we redesign it, we engineer it to our specifications and then it becomes like our product. So we only stick with a very few amount of trusted vendors. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we're ordering things from like AliExpress, right? So yeah. nothing like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we stick with a lot of like small little vendors, like people that cables we have, uh, most, a lot of our white, uh, our wash lights and stuff are strictly strictly through one of our factories and and then moving heads etc so there's only a handful but um we actually are pretty good with those but we currently are doing the socket so basically have you ever heard of luminaire uh yeah yeah um so that we, we made a socket which is a wireless dongle that you it's a dmx three pin or five pin and it's a web-based app on your phone And uh, we does, we actually assemble those here in Wisconsin. Yeah, so we I, just get. I think I saw mm -hmm. that because I do have a couple. So, yeah, yeah, I've played with it. The yeah, the software is coming a long way because um, it basically it also works with Luminaire, but um, it's come a long way because it's all ArtNet capabilities and stuff like that. Uh -huh. We uh, had our we like for one of our company's parties recently. We uh, asked to like make a little. 45 second show or something like that with the with that full just so a couple of people and staff could like get accustomed to it and stuff but yeah it's definitely come a long way we're uh pushing that pretty hard just because of like the user it's just the ease of ability of it mm -hmm. and uh that's pretty like that's one of the things that we have we've hired some more developers so we can get a lot of our couple of bugs and a little bit more add a lot more features to it there's a social media side to it too so you can share your shows to another person who has the same type of gear and everything as well so it's like a little mm. there's a lot of other things that are in the pot to say with the <laughs> with socket and stuff but yeah i had an adventure with a socket um, <laughs> I remember, you remember right <laughs> i absolutely remember. i, was, I yeah. was trying to update to the latest firmware And at some point, you get a warning sign that says, well, not recommended because you have, you know, a hardware version 1.1 or something like yeah. that. So not recommended. And um, yeah, fuck it. technically, we'll, it. well, here's the thing. I mean, I'm, if I was an end user, mm -hmm. I would probably not do that. 
Um, mm-hmm. But working for the distributor, I'm assuming that some end user at some point is going to try it. So, exactly. And no, when he calls it makes total me, sense. I, I, so I need to know what to answer. So what the hell? I tried it. <laughs> and yep. I, I, you know, I was pretty much expecting that to, to what you re, what your result it was well <laughs> just you know, I, I was kind of expecting the thing to crash on me and that's pretty much what happened yeah. <laughs> i provoked it but i i like i said i upgraded it because just because i could because it didn't say you can't do it they say it yeah. said mm-hmm. not recommended so mm-hmm. i thought i i'm gonna play dummy here and see what happens <laughs> no not dumb curious is not dumb uh, and the slightest and you're absolutely right you, you're the you guys are the dist- distributor so and end users gonna that's gonna happen so i might as well test it out yourself yeah but, well you i know. knew i had friends to back me up on that so <laughs> <laughs> got you yeah as soon as you said that we're like okay well all send all, all your stock we'll get them flashed real quick yeah that's another thing we're trying to work on right now is to get um like um a dot, like a bin file or like a dot exe kind of a file that yeah. you could just plug into windows and then just easily flash it um but right now that is not currently in it's in the works it's just one of those things that they have to get to it I'm, and then they have to there, there's it. one thing i'm wondering like something like that where you have um a dmx receiver and uh you talk to it through your phone through wi-fi uh mm-hmm. with an app and uh, and you send signals and all that, and the thing is uh, it works on its own. It's got a battery. It's got this is wonderful. I'm wondering, like right now, the communication um, media is Wi-Fi. How complicated would it be to have that communication through Bluetooth instead of Wi-Fi? And the reason I'm I'm asking that is because there's people on movie sets that have a hard time with Wi-Fi because all the you know all, all the uh, the all that the the range is taken up and they're having a hard time you know with interference so yep. so they're asking like if we can communicate with our stuff in bluetooth at least we're not you know crashing into other people's stuff so how possible is that so bluetooth doesn't really have that well of an effective of range so that's one thing like granted it can have a couple hundred feet depending on how strong your uh, antenna is yeah um but I will, I don't know if, if that would be a, a good function or not in, in the field that you gave a good, uh, reasonable explanation. Um, but I want to like, I'll answer your, your uh, like explanation and question with an actual experience with me. And um, so we had um, <clears throat> a school in a high school or a college school in Alabama and they installed all of their lights and all of their and the sockets and stuff and they had about four sockets and in just imagine in football one on each corner of the field and they were controlling a, a list of arias and whatever and they joined they bought a tri mesh router and then they joined them to those uh like using that as the wi-fi to join right so it's not technically it's Wi-Fi, but it's not technically like connected to the internet. It's just a local 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 thing. And what would happen was uh, it worked perfectly fine when you know they're just installing it, troubleshooting and stuff. But as soon as it got into a practical use, where the kids are or the games actually going on, and what's going on right now is they're using a different uh, Wi-Fi network with them. And they were using, uh, they were upstreaming multiple like live streams. They're using like cert- Microsoft surfaces to communicate with uh, like the coaches and stuff to like organize what plays and stuff they want to do. And they did that. And when they were doing that, it just caused a lot of network traffic. So it caused like a, li- a lot of interference between the two. So um, with my background, I, Thankfully, they were very patient and everything and troubleshooting, and they were very good over the phone. But um, one of those things is you're absolutely right. There are going to be a lot of network interference around you um, because on a separate network or on the same network. But if you go into the router settings, you can limit the socket to only join um, specific channels. So channels in in like for network purposes are very similar to um dmx channels right so mm-hmm. um you well a lot less channels there's like 24 in wi-fi but 
Um, so the main channels are like one, five, seven, and whatever. So in between, like what? So basically, every single socket would is smart. So they would try to find the best latency in the shortest uh, data time. Mm-hmm. And so it, and, and actually it would cause problems because they would just keep switching channels. So if you're making your router say, hey, these are the channels that you need to stay on and it's the solid ones. So one, five, and seven. So if you if, if you have like um, a Wi-Fi device, it's either two or three or four. Those are on a completely separate wavelengths and they kind of blend together between five and one. So if you keep them hard to one, five or seven, then um, you will have like very low uh, network latency. We initially started the project with them and they were like 160, 70 um, ping or mega or like as like a ping, which is really, really, really bad. That's Mm -hmm. like flipping up a fader and then uh, like two seconds later, then it goes. Mm. So then that's when it triggers. So like they, for a while there, they were actually um, used to doing that. So they would do it by hand and then like, you know, oh, they're going to get it. They're going to get it. And they would just hit it a little bit early. Yeah. So then I basically troubleshot with them and we got it down to like seven, 67 or something. So it's almost instantaneous. And they were saying that it was a actual, like they're really, really happy with they got in trouble because it worked uh instantly well when they were so used to yeah. bringing it up and have that delay <laughs> so it is a lot of phones and a lot of networking traffic but if you there are other ways where you can make an ssid um like hidden so no people can join on it and there always can be network interference but if you can figure it appropriately it'll work okay cool so yep Long-winded answer, but there you go. <laughs> well, it's a complete answer. I can't complain exactly. about that. Right? <laughs> exactly. Hey, let's go back in time. Um, so yeah. you've been working at Blizzard, I've, uh, I believe you said it was seven years or eight years? Yeah, um, it'll be seven years. Yep. I, it, yeah, I think it is, yeah, seven years. Okay. Seven years, and then it'll be eight in July. Okay, so how did you wind up there, and, and what's your background? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I worked at a company called Quad Graphics, and Quad Graphics what, at the time was like one of the biggest print uh, manufacturers in the world. I think it was like the fourth or something. They make magazines. They they're they have, like have Playboy calendars. Uh, Game Informer, oh, High Times, that was always a great one. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they misprinted a ton of the things. I was an order picker. So basically, if uh, some random distribution company in Canada or wherever, Jim Hortons orders some magazines that they want to have uh, debuted in their. Uh, and their coffee shops across the uh, the nation. So they would order like, say, three and a half pallets. I would be the person to pick the half pallet amongst all of the other things in their order. Okay. So I was a forklift operator and I was good in math. So that's what I did for a while. I was in college for a bit. And then uh, when I was at working at Quad Graphics, I was in college for networking IT. And then I was at a party from a friend that I met from school. He moved into a new place and I was talking to one of the guys there and he said that they need some help. And I uh, put in my two weeks and I uh, started them. I, they kicked, they uh, fired me after a week and I was like, okay. And I went to Summerfest, which is in Milwaukee, the world's largest music festival. Mm -hmm. And I went to like Summerfest eight of the 11 days and then i started my job on monday so it was great wow (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't really have a lot of like um knowledge in the entertainment industry so i never went to school for being a lighting designer or uh drama or anything of that nature it's just uh i kind of just like fell in their lap and i've learned a ton and learned a lot and definitely will continue on learning for sure how long have you been working at AVL? Well, AVL, it's been five years now. Awesome. But yeah, I have a funky background. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not yep. going to go through the whole story, but 
uh, initially, I, I in the 80s, I was a musician, and then I became a sort of a technician, like uh, I was doing sound, never any good at it, but that's mm. how I started, or DJing and whatever. And uh, after that, I was working as a computer operator. Um, then, uh, then I started my own cabling company back when nothing was... Uh, uh, n nothing was verified. I mean, you could pull cable as long as it was <laughs> low voltage. Nobody would really look yeah. at what you do. So <laughs> yep. we're pulling coax and and uh, okay. and, and twisted pair and and whatnot at the time. And, I punched a lot of cable in my day. Yeah, <laughs> and made and made a lot of cables even for Blizzard. Oh, we need this IP rated cable now. Okay, strip it off. And where's the silicone? <laughs> Punching it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, man. Back then, we were saying, you know, when we when we get old, we're going to laugh at the days that we had to pull cable because everything's wireless now. Well, guess what? We're still pulling cable. <laughs> yep, it's 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 absolutely, you know, it's one of those true like you can't you will fall it's tried and true, right? Wireless mm -hmm. can be a little bit infrequent and finicky and cable is always can be a pain, but it is necessary. Yeah, well, there's less cable than there used to be, but you know, there, it's still mm -hmm. there. So yep. anyway, after that, I I uh, I became a financial advisor because that's what my family was doing. And can you do your? Can you do my taxes? By the way, well, I, since I, in Canada, I, I'm not familiar with <laughs> American <laughs> taxes. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. And I'll tell you just what, kidding. I don't even do mine anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Same. But anyway, after seven years week. of that, I've had mm -hmm. it. So I, I went on to be a professional uh, lighting guy and awesome. did that for 20 years. And uh, after that, I was head of um, the lighting department at a shop in Montreal. And then uh, AVL called me. Awesome. So, and I thought I was going to retire, but apparently not. So I'm still there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. There's uh, one thing I want to talk to you about because yeah. working at Blizzard, I mean, I've... I've had the occasion to see your displays at uh, trade shows. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, you've won prizes. I mean, and there and there's a reason for that. You guys have the the wickest, wackiest uh, displays. Um, yeah. Man, there's the 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 giant Rock'em Sock'em, like more than life size Rock'em Sock'em <laughs> robots, is the one for me that will take the cake. <laughs> but that was before we had video wall. So like though, that was really, really cool. Just you could, anyone could just join, jump right up there and just play rock'em sock'em robots with like mod trust. We partnered with them. They helped like, uh, we split the booth and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like the whole booth was built from mod trust, but it was just all blizzard lights. And so all the programming for all of that, I remember will our owner was like staying up hours and hours late at night, to program like we had a a mod truss um like mobile above um the the above the ring and him he was it he uh spent extremely amount, a huge amount of time with all of the the motors and the program with how the, to spin and make sure they spin accurately or it won't so it won't tip or anything like that hmm. but the rock'em sock'em robots was really cool one of the uh um promoters there she kicked so many people's butts it was great <laughs> uh she played a lot too uh, one of the yeah uh then we had two three years the year before covid so 2019 we had the willy wonka one yeah which was pretty cool basically we there was a little boat people would sit on and um you would get in basically into a cave of video wall just a giant box and the song with uh like uh, what what was um the start of the song uh, it's like the willy wonka song like the super like dreamy song and yeah. you can hear in the background and the video wall just starts to open up around you and just goes wacky just <laughs> cartoony like looney tunes wackiness with that in the background yeah that was pretty cool too yeah you know and the this last uh, the, yeah. um the after hours party that we had uh, oh. um, during that time, during that show, um, one of my colleagues stole a hat 
you know, from one of the costumes, <laughs> and I still have okay. it in my office. <laughs> awesome. And I do believe there's That's a great. roll of candy still taped to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joel dressed up like an Oompa Loompa. Uh, Will was the Willy Wonka, or Willa Wonka in this case. Um, uh, yeah, those were pretty – yeah, that was – I didn't participate in the trade show, but I've like heard so many stories and everyone from there. And I've only, I only wish I could have been there, but uh, I'm, I, I have to be home. I have to be here on the day to day in order for uh, things to go according to plan. So, well, I guess they can't just, uh, you know, empty the place and send everybody off to the trade show. I mean, business has <sighs> to go on, right? Yeah. Yes. But come on. <laughs> it, it is a very, it's a lot more like quieter uh during trade shows because everyone's no one's like asking support questions because everyone's at the trade show you know like everyone plans their events around this and all that stuff yeah Yeah. we uh and it's even it's even cool that everybody be at the trade show because you know when i have questions i'm at the trade show everybody's at the trade show it's so easy to get them answered oh yeah (laughs) Yep, exactly. Yeah, so are, are you going there. to? Uh, mm-hmm. I oh yeah, another one too. The the Qbert, the Qbert. Oh, thing. that was that was cool, dude. Have you ever had? So this was like, uh, it, I swear, it was so weird. So in the Qbert, where um, you know, we're installing our lights, well, that was really cool. But um, there was a specific spot. Have you ever had in a, in truss? If you had a fixture in a specific spot, and you would move it a little bit in any type of direction it would just freak out and you've swapped out cables you've swapped out fixtures <laughs> you've swapped out any type of thing but there's just this weird like emf like ghost thing that is just in this pocket of trust that just makes wreaks havoc on dmx have you ever had anything like that uh i've had some weird stuff uh, maybe not exactly as you describe, but uh, like the movement was sort of causing it or no, we, it was like, uh, it's basically like in this small amount of area, if a fixture was put in here, it would just DMX would just absolutely freak out, freak out. And we've like swapped out fixtures. And, but if you move it like six inches to the right or six inches to the left, we're completely fine. I've never seen anything like that before. Sounds I'm just like, curious. Uh, sounds like a conflict between channels. I have no idea. It was weird. I've seen that before. Was... You know, some funky patch where uh, the console's patched in uh, in a certain mode, and the and the lights are patched in another mode in a way that up to a certain point it works, but at at a certain point there's interference between the channels. When you get to that sweet spot where you know channels start being crossing over one another um not saying it makes sense in this particular case but i've seen some of that yeah of course that makes absolute sense just get a terminator it'll solve half your problems right (laughs) (laughs) you know what i've i've solved a problem once with a terminator in 30 years (laughs) only once yeah only once i get i get calls on that maybe like once a month and it cleans it up uh, the uh, what works for me is an opto splitter. That works for yeah, me. If you but, start, if 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 DMX starts goofing off because your fixtures are, uh, you know, are are leaking DMX. Let's call it that way. Uh, mm-hmm. if, you know, from the point where you start having problems, just break the line and pull a, a new line from the opto splitter, and you're good to go. Yeah, the, uh, but the, but one a Terminator spending money on a Terminator is like what five bucks versus an opto splitter. Plus a couple hundred bucks. Oh, I agree. When it fixes the problem, but oh yeah, no, yeah. I, I your your solution is better, but you have to provide like for in my like I'm customer service, so like they're upset that their their rigs you know not working appropriately, and I mm-hmm. might need different cables or what have you. But Terminator usually solves that. But OptiSplitter makes more sense, right? Yeah, well, freaking all depends how beat up your lights are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh i've seen oh god waterlogged fixtures uh god i've seen a lot of lot of things because i used to so like i started at blizzard i uh got a job at the shipping area and receiving and then 
I moved into QC and then I moved into tech and like repairing the fixtures, um, like swapping out PCBs, soldering LEDs and stuff like that. And then, uh, then to the job that I'm currently at and, and then just other adding more responsibilities here and there, but working in the tech air, like working in tech and servicing the fixtures was an interesting experience. Cause like, just so, like the wear and tear that some of these people use on their fixtures is unbelievable. I've seen, so I had a video wall module come in for um, replacement and uh, they thought we could repair this. It looked like a bullet hole went through this. So just, just imagine going down to your local Best Buy and bringing someone shot your TV and saying, Hey, can you fix this? <laughs> no, no, it's dead. It, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've dealt with, video walls getting into tornadoes that sucked wow. <laughs> uh yeah. yeah thankfully they had insurance but um hmm. yeah that's i've seen a lot of damaged product just because of either just wearing care or neglect but it gives you a good perspective of like being able to go in a couple of different like uh departments so you can kind of like wholly understand the business and what you're trying to accomplish so mm -hmm. I, I liked how i kind of turned into that just kept on bumping up yeah like that. i've seen uh i've seen movers show up at the shop uh, filled with smoke machine muck oh oh yeah yeah just Haze completely juice. jammed <laughs> and you know why why uh, why isn't it why isn't it working well I don't know. Maybe there's. Well, I I can just imagine the rest of the room. Just <laughs> draw your like finger like across the inside of the plastic, and you just leave a streak. Yeah. Yep. Haze juice. So it, it's it's all sugar, and it just <laughs> shorts out. Yeah. When's the last time you? Oh, casinos are the worst. Because because I don't know how it is in Canada, but in uh, casinos in uh, America, if they're most casinos have like smoking areas and stuff ah, and yeah. those things are gross. I w I'm glad I, I repaired fixtures like in my, my age because repairing fixtures when you could smoke in bars and stuff, mm -hmm. uh, that would be gross. Yeah. That would be well, disgusting. We don't have much of that anymore. Of course. Uh, because yeah. there's not many places where you can smoke in Canada these days. Hmm. As it should be yeah. <laughs> everywhere, which is which know? is cool. That's which is the main reason I stopped smoking in two thousand six. Good for you. Yeah, awesome. Because the uh, the thing is, um, you know, let's say you're working at a at a convention center, so you know, at a certain point, we had to go out on the loading dock to to, to smoke. That wasn't too bad. But then when they <laughs> when they really enforced the law and they said you got to go outside, so I got to leave twenty guys <laughs> working there. And, and I'm supervising, but I, I got to leave the 20 guys doing what they do, go outside, have a smoke, come back, and then f spend an hour fixing all the stupid stuff that happened while I wasn't there. So I figured it's either either I, uh, I, I work, because I used to enjoy smoking while I was programming too, you know? So mm -hmm. I figured, okay, I either got to stop pro programming to go outside and smoke, or I stop smoking and I can program. And I found it was... Um, I was making a lot more money, you know, programming than smoking. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. One to your health as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I quit. I cold Turkey Good for like you. that one night, the next morning I, I was, uh, it, they hadn't, uh, enforced the law yet. So, mm -hmm. uh, I showed up uh, in, in a club and there was a big ashtray right next to the board. And I looked at the ashtray and I said, oh, if I survive this day, I'll never smoke again. And hey. that day I didn't have time to go out and buy cigarettes. So there we go. <laughs> but oh, yeah. so technically I quit overnight, but in real life, I'm a five-year overnight success because I had quit many times in the previous five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always the, like, you know, it, it, to, like, to try to, it's always about regulation, right? Yeah. Especially for smoking and, you know, habitual things. You always need to check yourself to make sure that you're the one in control. And smoking is not really, it's very bad for you, but it doesn't really like hinder your, your mind or, you know, your like processes or whatever. But hmm. yeah, I, I used to smoke, I used to not smoke. And then I w worked with at Blizzard and uh, one of the owners smoked a lot and he caught me on Facebook once and he's like, ah, working hard. And he like smokes like, 
he and this was a previous owner just for clarification mm -hmm. and so like oh you're working hard huh i'm like okay that's fine uh then i just go went out and got some pipe tobacco and i started smoking uh <laughs> pipe tobacco for a couple of years and now i have like maybe two cigarettes a day just like chilling it's usually for more of like a social thing i only smoke at work i don't smoke anywhere else yeah so i don't it's yeah i can i can leave it if i can well, it's I, just more of like a i remembered when i when i stopped smoking and it was time to smoke i used to go outside with the smokers and because mm -hmm. I stopped smoking, I didn't stop sm socializing, so <laughs> I went outside yeah. anyway. Um, <laughs> um, but it, it was it was a funky feeling because uh, people weren't you know we're too comfortable with that because everybody's smoking except me. I'm not smoking, and it's like they feel like they should stop. And you know sometimes it was uh, an awkward you know uh, situation. Mm -hmm. And I'm not there to yeah. tell you what to do, man. It doesn't matter. I mean, whatever. But yeah. uh, it's always like that. It's like, you know, when I was really, really overweight and I'd, I'd, you know, I'd be with somebody who had managed to lose weight. It was like, oh, yeah, I guess I should do that too. And you feel you got to talk about it. No, you don't. It's, it's yeah, your no, fucking you business. You know? <laughs> yeah, we can avoid those topics, please. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, because like whenever you like would go out, like I, I used to do that too. In college, I like smoke cigarettes, I would bum one or whatever. I just do go outside and just talk to them while they're smoking or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Hey, do you want to, you want to bum one? I'm like, well, that's not why I'm here. But if you're offering, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just came out here for the camaraderie. I'm not trying to like ask, get bum cigarettes and stuff, stuff from you. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I used to, uh, when we were doing festivals and, uh, I was, uh, I was project manager I would go to the Indian Reserve. I, I live about 10 minutes from an Indian Reserve here, and oh, okay. uh, they'd sell cigarettes by the bag. You know, they <laughs> okay. uh, they were okay. I mean, sometimes there would be pieces of wood in, in there. I don't know what the hell that was, but, you know, your yeah. cigarette would, would, just, uh, would just, you know, stop, <laughs> stop putting out smoke for some reason. But anyway, it was a bag of 200 could cost me something like 12 bucks so Jesus. i'd stick one in the trunk of my car and uh at after the show on a festival like at 2 a.m mm -hmm. when we're dismantling and everybody's starting to run out of smokes i'd pull out the bag and i'd <laughs> keep all the team together <laughs> <laughs> there's something like really interesting about how like um for working on trade shows like i haven't worked on trade shows but i've worked on very I've worked on installs and stuff mm -hmm. and very stressful stuff like that. Um, where it's like you get a sense of like camaraderie and team effort at working in the shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like when you're all like extremely tired after a show, we have X amount of minutes to tear down and we just need to go, 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 go. And just coordination. Everyone's screaming at each other, but no one's like angrily screaming. They're just trying to make sure you hear them over the chain motors and crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like you get a sense of like camaraderie and like teamwork with that kind of thing. That's one thing I miss because we haven't, you know, it's been live shows. So no one's been able to have any, do anything, you know? Yeah. Well, they're, it's, they're coming back. They always come back. They stop, they come back, but they're nowhere's no one is at full capacity right now mm. yeah yeah <laughs> it's funny about the noise uh i was working on a movie set once and and the guys from the movie set they said you guys from from the the live shows you're so noisy you guys are always screaming you're always making noise and all that <laughs> i said yeah we got to talk over the uh over the metal noise uh the the truss noise the the hammering uh oh. the motors the chain blocks the the sound checks uh you guys all have in-ears and you're all talking over walkie-talkies i mean of course everything's quiet you know it's a set but uh yeah it's <laughs> it's another world <laughs> it really is it's like it just yeah i miss those types of things just like straight up teamwork and just trying to get a single job done yeah and I'll tell like you, when, you, when you're in that, what you were saying there, when you're a heavy job where things have to get done and everybody's dead tired and it's like 4 a.m., you're loading a truck <laughs> and stuff won't fit and you got to pile everything, you're, you know, that uh, camaraderie, um, I'm mm -hmm. a French guy, okay, so sometimes I 
I say things don't, that come out funny. Don't have to um, apologize. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that you know, the the, the I, I still get messages from friends who send me pictures. Like uh, a friend of mine, uh, not like about a month ago, sends me a picture of me up in a in a in a in a Rubble. in a lift. Uh, mm trying to fix something in, in the roof of a of a stage line or something like that. And uh, he says, you remember that one? <laughs> Shit, we went to war, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you make friends for life, you know, just Absolutely. because, you know, something like that happened. So, yeah, it, yeah it's, it, it, it's special. It's hard. And then and what's funny is that once it's over, once the, you know, you just close Breaks. the door of the truck, and it's all all done. And and just before just before finishing, you say, "I'll never do this again." Fuck it. And and once mm-hmm. the door's closed and the truck is gone, and you you got your beer in your hands, you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. You're you, you know you're ready to start all over again. Round two. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird, kind of like an not I wouldn't say an addiction, but it's kind of like I don't know. It's therapeutic, right? Like it's just um, getting a single project done. And it's a, takes a lot of effort. You can see the effort from what you've done and what you've, you know, it's just, it's very therapeutic. I would, is a good word for it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's not easy, but if you're passionate, you know, it doesn't matter. Damn right. It can be hard. You'll, you'll, you'll do it anyway. <laughs> yep. Damn right. So I won't keep so, so, you up all night. Um, no, I'm still good with talking, dude. Oh, if you, cool. if, it's up to you. It's up to you, man. But I'm still good, dude. Okay. So like, um, you had the espresso syrup, so you're me up for a friggin' bit, dude. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I just had a sip, man. <laughs> uh, so you've been. So your computer job. What was that about? Oh well, I was a computer operator. Uh, then then I turned into a computer technician. Uh, what I was basically doing was uh, when I got hired originally I was working for the uh, well the 911 uh, station in Montreal before it was called 911 and I was basically doing backups uh, on on you know seven and a half uh, inch floppy disks oh gotcha yep (laughs) yeah before that I was entering data uh, because those were the days where everything was uh, was still manually uh, jotted down, and uh, <laughs> and at some point, you know, nothing was done on computers as you know in, in instantly. It was all mm-hmm. entered into a computer afterwards. So mm-hmm. all the transports that we'd get all the, all the, the the transport slips from the ambulance. Uh, uh, transports from either in between hospitals and whatever. So we'd get those, uh, those slips where they had, you know, the arrival of the ambulance, how much time it took mm-hmm. between, uh, uh, you know, between uh, transports and all that. So we Probably just, occupants. yeah, we'd yeah. enter that. We would enter, you know, spend nights. I used to work night. We were like three, four guys just typing all that stuff in, not knowing where it was going. Or if it was going to do anything, uh, back when you know there was no internet, uh, computers were extremely slow. Expensive. I mean, you and enter, expensive. you'd enter one form, hit enter, and you had time to go pour yourself a coffee, come back, drink it, and then <laughs> the computer <laughs> would come back, and then you okay, we'll do the next one. You know. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and then they'd print reports like <clears throat> at one time during the night, I had four printers running at the same time, and I was <laughs> printing boxes and boxes of shit. <laughs> and I thought they yeah. invented computers to eliminate paper, you know. <laughs> oh God! Nope, they invented yeah, it, computers just so we could provide, you know, we we could produce more printed stuff. <laughs> printers are the bane of everyone's anyone in IT's existence. Mm. I could go on forever about that, man. It is. It some of it does doesn't even make sense. As soon as they find out, like, a, if there was a, a service or a a manufacturer that can get printing where it's not convoluted, it will sell and make billions. Hmm. It's the worst things about it. Troubleshooting with people with that stuff, man. I like, so like I'm a big IT person where I built like many computers at Blizzard for our graphic designers, uh, our mining rigs and just a ton of stuff. Like, and the, like, that's one of my little niches I enjoy doing. I have my, my desktop is the size of a, um a mini fridge Mm -hmm. like it is 
as tall as my desk. I have like three monitors here. I'm a total freaking nerd with that when it comes to that kind of a thing. I love it. Um, but I forgot where my train of thought is. Oh yeah, uh, Blizzard is starting to sell like uh, little like computer cases now. Oh. Um, through a, like a different company, uh, through Proton that he, uh, we created. So we're selling those things now too, just because of like kind of like diversifying and also they're really nice like computer cases but i don't know where i was going with that to be completely honest with you the bourbon beer is like kicking in right now (laughs) (laughs) so avl they are probably like the biggest distributor for like entertainment lights consoles all that stuff up in in canada Uh, i'm i'm i wouldn't say biggest Certainly, uh, yep. certainly uh, one of the one of the major ones, um, of course. because you know there's major brands. So uh, mm-hmm. we provide GLP, uh, Spotlight, GLP. Avolites, Blizzard, mm-hmm. uh, Sundrax. Uh, that's just in lighting, and we have uh, you know we have a lot of sound uh, equipment. We have Midas, we have Turbo Sound, we have uh, Kling and Freytag, uh, and a lot of that stuff we distribute throughout North America. Okay. So even, even like, so do you guys get a lot of sales in the states for a lot of your stuff? Well, yeah. If you look at uh, Midas, uh, Spotlight is starting to be uh, is, is starting to be noticed, especially okay. in TV studios, because uh, that's huh. some high end uh, theatrical uh, lighting, but also very good for TV. Yeah, it's uh, it's picking up. We're actually uh, going to be at Infocom this year. We have. A oh, booth really? There. Yeah. Awesome. I don't, so like Blizzard, I know, like, it's like, so we, we had, there was a whole year without trade shows, right? So it's one of those mm-hmm. things where like, um, and as you're probably extremely well aware, those places, like the trade show booths are like almost mafias, right? They're like extorting you. Mm-hmm. You need one person to push the button. You need one person to plug it in. Uh, so yeah. like you need yeah, a permit for the bolt and the nut and the screw, right? And, um, yeah, especially, so uh, especially for the more elaborate booths. Yeah. Like yours. Oh God. <laughs> yes. How many generators and how many, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, was, where is Infocom held? Is, is it in Florida or uh, is it in Vegas? This year, uh, last year it was in Florida. Uh, we were supposed to go and, uh, we had to turn away from it because it was a bit complicated traveling from Canada uh, you know, it was dangerous and complicated, so we had to turn away from it. This year, it's in Vegas. And, okay, and, gotcha. Uh, yeah, and everything's confirmed now. So uh, I have a local company that's providing uh, at least the infrastructure, the booth there. Yeah, that's that, cool. That'll be cool. Are you guys at Infocom? Yeah, I don't. So that's where I was going into. I don't know. So like, we found out like during COVID, like with where we didn't have any trade shows. We're not definitely not doing a virtual trade show. Uh, mm-hmm. so like we made X amount of money and we did really well without it. And it was very similar to not also having, uh, having trade shows. So like trade shows are extremely expensive. Yeah. I think we're going to be doing Infocom. I don't, I have no clue. It's a little bit above me. I know like, I'm like here sometimes that like certain specific people up, in the uh the blizzard clouds they uh some want to do it some don't want to do it um sometimes we'll partner for smaller like trade shows mm-hmm. we'll like partner with uh someone to like work you know we'll partner with someone right yeah. and then we'll share booth costs and we'll do a little show there we'll send them some lights and stuff bill you all and whatever but i don't uh, as of now i do not know if we're gonna have an inco- infocom booth i'll talk to frank and see what's going on with that Okay. But it hasn't gotten to me yet. When is Infocom? In uh, June. In June? Yeah. Yeah, they would probably start planning a little bit later. So it's probably in the des- like the design stage. They don't. They're going to see if they pull the trigger after Q3. I wonder if that we hit the deadline of like when you're supposed to get into Infocom. Yeah, I think that. Well, there's the, the last time I looked at the show at uh, the show floor, there was still some spots available, but uh, very very few, if any, and like mm. we're pretty deep 
you know we're we're pretty much at the end of the uh of the floor because um, we mm-hmm. you know we we confirmed but everybody had confirmed before us so <laughs> but oh well, we yeah. still have a nice booth oh, it's a nice uh 20 by 20 island so that works for us cool yeah well, are you going to just uh, put it with, uh, like, Able Lights and some consoles? And well, stuff? no, Able Lights, uh, that's a Group 1, I believe, in the States that take care of Able Lights. Um, so we, oh, we don't one. have that okay. brand in the States. So we're gonna, basically going to be uh, displaying, uh, light-wise, it, it'll be strictly spotlight. And and mm-hmm. then there's going to be some sound stuff, uh, Midas, Turbo Sound, uh, uh, what was the other... Uh, uh, Clark Technique, um, Clark Technique. Zero Ohm. I'm not familiar with them. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I might be forgetting one. I scotch, is, you, uh, not the scotch, but the bourbon's kicking in here too. So <laughs> feel you, feel you there. Are you uh, going to be designing the booth, or do you have uh, someone else doing that? No, I designed the booth, uh, but we have a local company that's going to provide it. So oh, cool. yeah, I'm pretty that's much awesome. I'm pretty much the one guy that takes care of trade shows. So. <laughs> That's uh, quite the responsibility. <laughs> well, it is, but when you've done it for so many years, I mean, it, for me, up to you yeah, <laughs> for me, it's not the end of the world, especially. But you have to work with professionals. It's yes, that is you, mandatory. I mean, you, you can't. It has to be people who know what they're doing, who know the venue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you 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 know, trying to save and a dime on a trade show, huh? And to know how to take instructions. Oh yeah. Yeah, or like yeah, yeah. your hands and stuff. They so you don't have to babysit them. Like the directions that you give need to be like extremely concise yeah. and just like simple. You know what I mean? So anyone can handle them, and you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, that's that. That's at at another level because mm-hmm. I work with a company who take care of getting people there, who uh, who hire local staff uh, whenever it's required. So mm-hmm. they know they, they, they know the rules. They know how to deal with them. They know who to talk to. Uh, yep. I used to do that when I was touring. If I'd get to a venue where uh, where it was unionized, uh, I knew you know I, I knew how it works. So I know mm-hmm. I, I what I need to know is who's the who's the head person, who do I need to talk mm-hmm. to, and get your paperwork straight. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is that is extremely important because that's pretty much. You know what happens? I mean, you just hand over your paperwork, and if your fa- paperwork's done properly, you don't have to worry about anything. They'll take care of it, and they'll That's come true. to they'll come and see if they have questions. But I mean, technically, everybody can read a, a plan. You know, so if yeah. it's well made Hopefully. out, yeah. Well, <laughs> normally, yeah. normally union guys. I mean, there's there's new people everywhere, right? And and there's people, there's passionate people, and there's people that are there just to make a buck. Um, and, and we, people to learn too. Yeah, we know, know like, that. But but the the people in charge, uh, in general, it, they're 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 highly qualified people. They're experienced people. So I mean, you just talk to them, and they deal with the rest. So mm-hmm. you know, if it doesn't yep. get done, then that's their responsibility. Yeah, that's kind of nice that you like kind of outsource that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have like, to because I, well, I've. I've passed yeah, the uh, the state of trying to do everything myself because that simply doesn't work. It's impossible for trade shows, almost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> un- unless it's extremely small. Like, uh, uh, very local trade shows, I don't mind. Actually, um, the last time I did LDI, mm-hmm. I was pretty much alone. You know, I'll have, you know, maybe wow. one of my guys giving me a hand to pack up or, or two, mm-hmm. but I installed the whole booth by myself, but I designed it. So I designed it in a way that it's, you know, it's it's a no-brainer. I can set mm-hmm. it up in in one day. You know, that's that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty impressive. No, I couldn't do that. Well, well, well no, not not the one, kind of booths but... you guys have. <laughs> <laughs> that is a club. It is a lot. Yeah, we our last one that we had was uh, Jeopardy and uh, Blinko. We still have that. I think we might have sold it actually. Mm-hmm. There was a local company that wanted to buy our giant, not Plinko from Price is Right, but Blinko. <laughs> and it had video wall in the background. And we, I think we sold to them because I haven't seen it anywhere. Either they just took off the video wall and just, you know, threw into the pyre, but I'm pretty sure someone actually bought it. 
Hmm. Yeah, we had we had we basically did celebrity Jeopardy. Will was Turd Ferguson. Lucas was <laughs> um uh I can't remember his name. Never mind. Uh, he's in a lot of like Adam Sandler movies. A little bit bigger guy. Whatever. Uh, he's been on SNL forever. Well, it was a good video. If you have anyone who listen, if uh, whoever's listening, take it, check it, check it out on uh, our YouTube page because it's actually is kind of funny. They they did a really good job with the whole like Celebrity Jeopardy SNL like bit. They did basically word for word, but it's also like our, their own. It's blizzard eyes, I guess. Yeah, I'll put a I'll put a link to your uh, YouTube channel on the uh, podcast notes. <laughs> <laughs> cool, awesome, that'd be cool. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's about time to call it quits because uh, the old man is getting tired too. <laughs> no worries, man. No worries. <laughs> but oh. I, yeah. Cheers. Cheers to you too, man. All right, cool. Hey, thank you well, so much, man, for uh, for doing this. Absolutely, absolutely. Hit me up if you want me to, uh, on the show again a little bit later. Absolutely, and uh, hope cool. to see you on a trade show floor one of these days. I hope so too. All right, I hope so too. And I swear Enjoy I'll get you that beer. I appreciate it. I'll send the label, okay? <laughs> All right. I'll take care of the tax crap. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Have a good one. Thanks, Claude. man. Take care. Thank Talk you. Soon. Bye bye. The Backstage Cowboys podcast is brought to you by AVL Media Group and Avolites, who make the best lighting consoles in the world. If you live in Canada, you now have access to the Avolites Academy online learning platform. The cost is $229, and that includes an editor AvoKey delivered directly to your door. Head on over to BackstageCowboys.com and click on the Avolites Academy logo to get all the details.